welcome to the Generosity Week podcast from the Church of England. Each day this week, Busala Soda Yende will be using the Bible to help us develop a faith currency which we can draw on in times of difficulty, financial and otherwise. Busola works with youth and young adults and is an elected member of the Church of England's General Synod. We're continuing our six-part series on how our faith sustains us during a difficult period, especially at a time of financial uncertainty. We're focusing on how we can strengthen our faith practically in these circumstances using biblical examples. In the first three sessions, we explored the examples of Jesus, Moses, and Joseph. Firstly, we spent some time on Jesus' teaching in Matthew 6, where he encouraged us to seek his kingdom first and not to worry about tomorrow. He called us to follow the two greatest commandments, to love God and to love our neighbor. Following his commands, we are more inclined to look out for each other's needs. In the second session, we saw how Moses and the Israelites coped in the desert. We reflected that having just enough, living from paycheck to paycheck, can spur us to have more reliance on God daily. We're encouraged to draw closer to him in prayer and to study the Bible. In session three, we saw that as the pendulum of Joseph's life swung from valleys to mountains and back to deep valleys, one thing was constant. His dependency and faithfulness to God did not change. The Lord was with him wherever he went and blessed him. He was faithful in the little and much was given to him. Here, in our fourth session, we focus on the story of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. Let's read this story of Elijah together. So he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God leaves, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. There was a shortage of food supplies and a real concern about how tomorrow would pan out. What's interesting yet in this story, and a parallel for us today, is that there are people living in severely poorer conditions, and we're being called to look out for where the needs are. And Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour would not be used up and the jug of oil would not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Our living conditions may be somewhat relatable to both Elijah and the widow. When economic times are tough, prices of goods are high and disposable income has been squeezed. Our natural reaction is to keep the little we have and ration our consumption to see how far it can take us. We read in this story that the widow who barely has enough for the day is being asked to share her resources. In our first session, we explored the principle of loving our neighbor 
and highlighted the miracle that God can increase the barest of our resources and yet still instruct us to share. Could it be that the widow of Zarephath prayed in silence and God heard her cry? As the story continues, we see how God used what she had to inadvertently multiply her resources. In other words, God was going to bless her, but firstly, she had to be obedient by being generous in the little. This is one of the most insightful illustrations of how our faith and trust in God can release more blessings. What would your response be if you were instructed to give your last supply away? Would you sense that when God asks you to give sacrificially, you should expect a harvest to be on its way. I find it amazing that God sees our almost empty jars and yet challenges us that there's still a little left to bless someone. Did you know God would not ask you to give without providing the offering? When he asks us to partner with him, we must have the faith to believe that he will provide Abraham praised him and called him Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, when he replaced the sacrifice for Isaac. Let's have a quick read of that exchange in Genesis 22. Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Back to our passage today. This widow's faith was strengthened. She believed the prophet Elijah, obeyed and gave what she had. Let's read 1 Kings 17, verse 14 again, and go a few verses further. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour would not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. When our faith stares up our hearts to give sacrificially, our actions lay up heavenly treasures, and we should expect the supernatural to occur. I'd like to finish with a testimony. I got news from a friend who has been generous with her time. She left a better paid job for one that paid less, and in between her shifts, supported her local church. She had less to take home, but trusted God to meet her needs. She relayed her surprise and joy when her company unexpectedly gave her a decent pay rise that she didn't ask for, just six months in the job. That was money in the bank. What a wonderful opportunity to celebrate God's generosity in this season to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Let's round up with three takeaways. Number one, there's a spiritual law and principle. You reap where you have sown. Number two, when God wants to bless you, he would often test your heart. Number three, the widow in faith believed the prophecy from Elijah. Next time in session five, we'll look at Abraham and how his faith encourages us to give voluntarily as an act of worship in gratitude for the increase we have gathered. We'll explore this next. Please join me then. Thanks for listening to the Generosity Week podcast. 
We hope you found it thought-provoking and that you'll come back again tomorrow for our next reflection. 